Hello, it's the Reasonably Effective Podcast, and we're up to episode four as we're just uh, bringing it big time with these podcasts. I'm Uncommon Fossil, and joined by my co-host, always with here each week, Ten Types. Um, so, Ten Type, how has your uh, week been going, particularly in the world of Pokemon? Uh, it's been going pretty well. I've been uh, getting back into things. I've been playing as much Marvel Snap. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon. Okay. Uh, as you know, I've been doing some card design analysis, which is pretty fun, uh, and getting the community involved in that as well is pretty cool. Uh, and I'm also like working on a lot of videos for that, which is cool. And then I've been playing some cool decks. Um, I think by the time this is out, I'll have released a video on my really interesting uh, Ditto Spread deck that I made, and mm-hmm. you tried that as well, right? Yeah, that was an interesting deck and a tricky deck to play, so uh, people should check out that video for that for sure. And for myself, my week has been kind of a grind in terms of Pokemon, I gotta say. I've been really focusing on prepping my PTCGO account for migrating to live. So I have been, I've now used up all my tickets. So for the events, which is, you know, and you sort of spend a lot of time waiting around between rounds on that. And then I think the whole trading economy in PTCGO has really dried up from what I can tell. So I still have a bunch of cards to trade away, just kind of junk random cards. But I want to, you know, because of the dusting system in live, I getting, you know, I have extra junk cards. So just get some other junk cards in, in return. It benefits everybody. So but because there's not a lot of trades, so I'm just having to make all the trades myself. And it's just it's taking a lot of time. And I'm not particularly been enjoying that aspect lately. I, now, you're not really prepping for live, correct? You're trying to ignore its existence still? Yep, yep. And I, I've, been, I've been doing that, so it's, it's, working. it's working pretty well. Yep, you can do that for, well, for who knows how long, right? We, we just don't know. But um, you're, we'll see. Eventually, it might just be you and five other people on it. But uh, anyway, enough talk about that, and we certainly don't want to dwell on live this week. We talked about it last week, and everybody can forget about it as long as they haven't migrated yet. So we're going to do our quiz show the first part and we're calling it trainer or trader so we each are going to name a trainer card or a potential trainer card and the other person has to determine whether it's a real card or not so is it a trainer or a trader so we're going to do five five cards because this should go pretty quickly so i'll just get things started here so is a battle vip pass a trainer or a trader oh yeah that that is a real trainer now I said battle VIP pass. Correct. So you got that. It is correct. So good job. Yeah. So you chose an interesting one. I'll do another interesting one. Um, is premium battle pass a real trainer? <laughs> <laughs> that is a trader. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, it's, it's trader more than ways than one, right? Because that is from live, which is, you certainly see as a, a trader to the Pokemon game in general. Yes, I'm. 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 I'm amused by the, our first two predictions. We we did our suggestions. We did not uh, like coordinate this. So that's funny. No, we did not at all. Um, all right. So the second question for you: Pokemon breeders nurturing. Uh, yeah, that's a real one. That's the evolution supporter, right? Yes, which is a mouthful to say. So getting making sure I said it correctly. That was probably the biggest trick of that one. Yeah, search for two evolution of two Pokemon in play. So not a overly played card, I would say. Yeah, I played it in a, I think a Gardevoir deck, but it, it's not that good. But I'll move on to yep. my uh, second one, and is our crushing gloves? Is that a real card? 
Crushing gloves. Yeah, okay, the gloves. There's a lot of gloves out there, and, and they don't get a lot of play, and I certainly haven't played much of them, nor do we have seen much. I, don't, I think, no, crushing gloves is not a real card. It's a traitor. Uh, no, it is a. It is a. Is real that what one. it's called? Crushing. Okay. Yeah, it's the. Uh, does more to metal. I'm not really sure why it's called metal. That. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. It it doesn't make a lot of sense, but okay. There you go. All right, got me with that one. So, um, I've got here, rescue trolley. Rescue trolley. Uh, no, that's that's a traitor. That it's it's supposed to be rescue carrier, right? Correct. Yep. Good job. Um, and early on. We both miscalled it that for a while. I, I think because obviously the cards come out in Japanese first and then individuals translate them, but they're not always the translation that Pokemon chooses. So I think Rescue Trolley was how it was presented initially on, on one of the major channels. Yeah, I was thinking that sounded that sounded familiar. Yep. Um, so now to my next one, is Candace a real card? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's the a support of it. Switches for like water, or you look at the top seven, you get like mm. water, like Pokemon and energy or something. It's not very good, but yeah. Okay, real. yeah, top seven any water, Pokemon, or energy cards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of trainers to choose from that, that don't see a lot of play. So, gonna throw one at you here Primordial Altar. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's a real trainer. That's the stadium. I think it's from Crown Zenith that you like discard the top card of your deck. It's uh, Silver Tempest, I believe. Oh, Silver Tempest. But I yes, each, each player looks, can look at the top card of the deck, and they may discard it if they choose, but you don't have to. Which yeah, okay. I see some play. I, I've, Wait, it does? I, I've gone against people playing it. I don't remember. Um, with some decks that want to get things in the discard pile. If I don't remember what it was, so yeah, it seems like it seems like worse than than Pokestop. Yeah, I mean it protects you if you're if there's certain things that you can't afford to ever discard, then it gives you protection from that. So I, you know, I, I'm not sure. It's always usable by your opponent though, because you at least see the next card. So whereas Pokestop, your opponent doesn't initially want to use it, so it, it doesn't seem like the best choice. Yeah. Um... But so I'll go with my uh, fourth one now, uh, Team Yellhorn. All right, the Yells. Okay, so there's Team Yellhorn. There's Team Yell Towel, right? Or is it Yell Towel? So I was trying to remember. I was looking at those. They get a little tricky with the Yells and the teams. So Team Yellhorn, you said, correct? Yeah. Is it just Yellhorn or is it Team Yellhorn? Um. I'm gonna say true. It it uh, that's a trainer. Did I get that no, wrong? It is, it, no, it's, it's just yeah, it's just Yellhorn. Yeah, okay. yeah, Yellhorn's the only one like it. Isn't I'm... there a Team Yell card though? Yeah, Team Oh Team Yell's Cheer. Yeah, team Yell's Cheer. Team Yell's Grunt. Team Yell's Grunt. Team Yell Towel. All have Team Yell. Yellhorn's the one that does not have it. Okay, I was yeah, I was concerned about that. So that that was a good a good ask there for sure. Yeah. Um. So the last one for me is. Heat resistant gloves. So I'm going with one of the gloves also. Oh, that one's uh, no, it's it's fire resistant gloves, right? Yep, you got it. Yep, fire resistant gloves. So yeah, I was I was I was looking at the gloves. Sorry, I was thinking about that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because because they're names and in there we don't see them a lot, but there's a number to choose from, so it was a good a logical place to go. And what's your yep. last one? 
my last one is single strike scroll of the fanged dragon. <laughs> single str- str- single str- scroll what? You repeat that one? Strike? S- single strike scroll of the fanged dragon. I don't believe that's correct. So I'm, I'm going to say fiction or traitor. Traitor, yeah. Uh, no, it is real. It is, it is real. How's oh, that one? If it is, I was, no, I, I thought it was close, but you switched one. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't flow off the tongue, does it, that, that name? No, with this attack, super strong slash for five energy, dealing mm-hmm. 300 damage and discounting all the energy. It does how much, what, how much damage? 300 for fighting metal, metal, colorless, colorless. Fighting Then you metal. discard all the energy. It's really bad. So, so this is what you're. But to see, this is what you, you. I think your your idea is post rotation with the Lugia Archaeops, and was it Deoxys that that's all three types? Yeah. Right. And, and then you can do all these scrolls, and this is like this is what you're. I think you're planning on taking over with post rotation, with, with with cards like that. But yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, good job. You 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 got me on a number of those. So. Uh, yeah. There are a lot of trainers that we just don't see play, and, and I would, you know, for good reason, I think we would all say. So, we're moving on to our reasonably effective deck of the day or card of the day. We're going to talk themed because themed is now kind of on, you know, the, the clock is counting down as to how long we can play themed. Um, once, whenever P- Pokemon TCGO sunsets, themed is going to go away outside of, you know, I guess you could play it and expand it and just get crushed by your opponents, but it's not really going to be viable or, or special events that do it, but you're not going to be able to play on a regular basis. So good looking for a reasonably effective theme deck and want to talk about the Zamazenta theme deck, which is, I think it's the best metal deck for themed, because obviously themed is a big part of uh, the lives of uh, budget players because you gotta, it's a way to get through your daily challenges if you don't have a you know, a top tier standard deck, which can be expensive. So it is a, you know, so I'll just briefly say, so Zama's, it's named after Zamazenta, which, and this is from Rebel Clash, it has two attacks on that. Guard press does 30 damage and you take 20 less, so it's useful. And then for 120, Power Rush does 120 for three energy. And, but then you flip a coin, if it's tails, you can't attack. So it's, you know, that's a big price to pay not being able to attack. It's got a number of other good cards, but then really the, 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 the biggest card is Corviknight, the stage two. Perhaps they should have named it after that, but because um, that's really the one you attack with for the most part. It has iron wings, does 130 damage, which is okay, but not great for a stage two, but then you can discard two energy, and then it takes 100 less damage the next turn, so it's almost impossible to get one shot at that point. It's weak to lightning, which while isn't always the, isn't the best weakness, it's, it, it's the one Pokemon that's not weak to fire, so it gives you a chance against fire decks, which are certainly big in the format. So... What what are some thoughts of, of you on this deck? Yeah, so obviously Corviknight's really good. Uh, one of the issues is it's two, you discard two energy, so you need to make sure you mm-hmm. have extra. It does play Metal Saucer, which can, which surprisingly isn't that good in this deck because you don't have consistent discard or switching. But it, still, it, like, and it only has two metal. Better. It only has two Metal Saucer. Whereas if you're building the deck, you'd certainly put four in. Yeah, yeah, um, but then the Corviknight's very strong. But um, I think we need to talk about. The Zamazenta itself, because you don't mm. like this very much, do you? No, I don't. I mean, I like the deck. It's it's certainly my go-to metal theme deck, but I usually avoid Zamazenta 
Um, and it's a retreat cost of two. So if it's it's there and you flip tails, you know, it's, it's not a happy feeling. But you like it yeah. more than I do, I think. Yeah, I think it's first attack guard press is really nice. So when you're looking at damage thresholds in themed, one of the big ones is 120 or 130. Mm-hmm. So obviously if it you don't, you, you just get KO'd by 120 or 130, but then you can use guard press. 30 for two isn't bad. It's a nice poke. And in the early game, if you start this, you can def- definitely get this powered up. You won't get KO'd before you power it up unless something absurd happens. Like your opponent gets like a turn to Charmeleon in this uh, Charizard deck or something like that. But realistically, you can get guard press up. And then you're taking less damage. And now your opponent's going to pretty much not be able to one-shot you at all. And this means if you guard press into something, they don't KO you. And then you can go in for power rush to KO. But you can also mm-hmm. just sit there and hide behind Azamazenta repeatedly using guard press while you set up like a Corviknight. And I think Azamazenta provides a lot of value as like a nice wall. Not as much, obviously, as Corviknight, but I think it it's pretty nice defensively. And you also have Potion in this list to be able to heal off even mm-hmm. more. So you can tank a lot with this. Uh, and it just provides some solid pressures, like a poke-style Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see the value. I, I probably should consider it more than I do. Um, I will say though, with potion, I probably am looking to heal off maybe the Corviknight if 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 that helps, or one of my other Pokemon. Because um, I know I like the the Ferrothorn more than you do in the deck. I think we've talked about it. You don't like it that much, but it's a stage one. It does has two attacks: one for one energy, triple smash, flip three coins, does thirty per heads, which isn't bad. Um, now, obviously, the the flipping just makes it very unpredictable, but it's not bad um, when you have if you have a Pokemon knocked out and you don't have anything set up to attack with. You can put this out there with one energy, and should be able to get some damage. And if you get lucky, you'll get a knockout. But then the second attack, Energy Slap, slap does one hundred damage, and it gives you the option to move all energy from this Pokemon to one of your benched. And I like to use it, Energy Slap, take a knockout and then push, move the energy to my Corviknight as a way to get all of a sudden you, you've powered it up and now you can have like probably like two or three turns where you're discarding energy from Corviknight and that, that really, I think, puts me in a good place in the game. Yeah, um, obviously, so you said I, I don't like this one as much. Right. A big part of that is because after, well, one, as you said, Triple Smash is inconsistent. Yeah. Um, triple Smash is pretty solid, but it's not amazing. I average of 45 damage per one energy mm-hmm. in the stage one's nice, but uh, not amazing. Um, but then Energy Slap, which is like the big payoff attack, it doesn't do that much. And then moving the energy off is nice if they're going to KO you, but they can always just not KO you, and oftentimes they do that. And Zamazenta isn't exactly a setup deck because um, most of the Pokemon like don't need big combo pieces except for Corviknight, which wants a bunch of energy. But usually your opponent gains more from having the extra time to set up, I find. Mm-hmm. Like if you're against a deck like, say, Dragonite, they're just going to set up their whole board and you can't really... Like if both of you are perfectly set up, I think uh, Storming Storm will probably win. Uh, if you have like a ton of energy on Corviknight, that's really good, but... Mm-hmm. I feel like Ferrothorn doesn't, like, it's not bad, but I don't think it's, like, amazing by any means. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like, when you say Soaring Storm, that's probably the top deck, and this is not at that level. I I, I agree. Now, a couple things with, with Ferrothorn. 
I, I don't mind the triple smash because it's there's times in the middle of the game where you, you do some damage and, and the, you have a turn like that. But I'll, and, and with the energy slap, I usually don't want to do that unless I have another energy in hand that if they don't knock me out, I can hit into them again. And, and like you said, sometimes you don't get the knockout. So therefore, if, you, if you're like 20 short, which is, is common, right, like 120 is an important number. You know, you just need one head out of three on a triple smash, and you'll probably get it. So it's it's not that bad, but you know, it, it has this downside. But then the other attacker, which is one I really like to prior to prioritize and, and do it early if possible, is the Bisharp, um, which has uh, the first attack is the main one. So stage one has 120 HP. Um, you know, it's it's weak to fire, and that, that really is one of the big problems the deck is fire is so strong, but it has charge order. It does 30 plus 30 more damage for each benched pawn yard that you have. So one energy, and if you have two pawn yards on your bench, you're doing 90 for one energy, which is a, which is a very nice uh, attack, a nice payoff you get. And it's, you know, you have to get the right cards, but it's it's not always that hard to set up. So that that's yeah. you know when, when, if it falls to that early that you put yourself in a good spot in the game. Yeah, and but and you also only have you only have three poniards in the deck, which isn't great. Right. Um. Often, like it's not crazy uncommon to sacrifice a poniard in the early game mm -hmm. because it, it just you don't really want to sacrifice your really good payoff Pokemon, so you you often sacrifice that, and then you're just not going to be able to hit as much with Bisharp. It's very good. Ninety for three is good. Even sixty or sorry, ninety for one is is good. Sixty for one still pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. I I don't know. It's just not amazing though. Also, against I, I I think it's I don't know. It's just not a Pokemon that's particularly great. I don't think I think it. What you're looking for in this stack, the, the deck as a whole lacks is a Pokemon that can do big damage. And so Bishop's just Bishop's pretty good. I think it's better than Ferrothorn definitely. Um, it's but it it doesn't like hit that hard. It's not that tanky. So it, it's, no, it's good not. for Poke in the early game if your opponent mm -hmm. like doesn't get set up. As soon as they get much, uh, like many things going, it's bad. And also, um, in terms of typing, which I, I guess applies to pretty much the whole deck, obviously bad against fire, but also really yeah. bad against lightning because obviously they can hit your Corviknight for weakness. But probably more importantly, they resist metal generally, so that's pretty bad. And then yeah, all these that's... like weak attackers just are doing almost nothing. So mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, against lightning Pokemon, in some ways, it can feel worse than than fire. But the the other Pokemon, which which in the deck, which is a, is is very useful, I I like it a lot. Is Duraludon, one thirty HP, so therefore it's ten more than the one twenty, and that's meaningful. A lot of times they can't one shot you, and I, especially the first attacks, the main one I use does thirty damage, a little poke, but then you accelerate it. it you put in energy from the discard on one of your on any of your Pokemon, which you can accelerate to itself or any of your others, often a Corviknight, if, if that's where you are in the game. So, I, you know, you don't want to attack, you want to wait, save Drowson to at least get some energy in the discard. But it's useful, and then the Power Beam does 110, and like you said, three energy, it's underpowered like a lot of them, right? For three energy, you'd like to get have it get up to 120, um, so which is why I think the Metal Sharpener is probably the better attack more often on it. it it's, a, it's a very useful card in the deck, I think. Yeah, it has a lot of value uh, and it's also probably the best i mean always definitely the best one for, for standard um because i actually saw standard play but um I, yeah i think like power beam's okay as well 110's not horrible yeah. and after metal sharpener like power beam does enough so it, it, it's not it's not that bad but uh, it's not great either it uh 
it's like in some senses, it, it's very similar to Zamazenta, where they both have a ta- uh, poke attack and then a big attack, and they're mm-hmm. somewhat tanky. Um, I I think Zamazenta's possibly more. I don't know. The Duraldon might be better, but they they provide like the same thing. Uh, Duraldon's not as good for like stalling in the early game, so that's why I feel like Duraldon. If you're set, if you start off badly, Duraldon's not going to save you. Or something like Zamazenta can save you. Um, but like you, you like Duraldon much more than Zamazenta, right? I do. Yeah, I'm not a big Zamazenta fan, and I think Duraldon is a key piece somewhere in the middle of the game, getting usually your core of a knight set up. Like you, you, you've got enough, you know, you've got a core of a square or maybe a core of a knight. You've done some damage and you got some energy, and attacking with a Duraldon or two in the middle is good. And and you do have some switch cards, so there's times like you might f- attack with Zamazenta, you flip tails, you, you swing into a Duraldon and kind of set things up too. But... um. You know, to me, I, I, I find a lot more value in the Ponyard, in the Pharaoh Thorn. I, the, the Pharaoh Seed, that's the, the, the Pokemon I sacrifice early game when I have the opportunity. When I, you know, if I have to sacrifice something, that, that's which I think has the least amount of value of any of the cards long term. Yeah, that's definitely true. But, like, it also has a two or three cost. So that's one of the things your opponent will just leave in the active. They're just sitting there very sad. Uh, and then you evolve into Ferrothorn, and you're, you flip triple tails, and then you're still very sad. <laughs> so. Well, I just don't flip tails, so, that, you know, that that's just about being a better player there. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. But but you, you're flipping triple, with triple smash. You're averaging 45, so that's not bad if you're stuck there, right? There's worse things than that. Yeah, it's definitely not horrible. Um, I mean, Ferrothorn provides value. I think it's definitely the worst, like, line in the deck. Yeah, I would the, agree, probably. The deck overall is pretty solid, um, and the trainers I, are pretty good. You know, we, we definitely should talk about them, I think. You know, it's got 18 metal energy, which is a, is a fairly heavy amount, right? It, we've mentioned some. We mentioned Metal Saucer, which is a terrific card. Uh, part of why, and you said it isn't as good as this deck, and I agree. Like I said, partly there's only two. You'd want four. But then the other issue, which is probably the bigger one, is until the, the, the Rookadee and Corvusquare are not metal. They're, they're colorless. So you can't. Ex- you'd like to accelerate at the beginning to like a Rookadee or Corvus Square to be getting energy for when it involves to Corviknight, and you can't do that. So that that's a one downside to Metal Saucer with this deck too. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's true, and and then the lack of switch as well. I think that's Metal Saucer like is such a good card. I think it's pretty clearly the best card in this deck, other than like Research. Um, but it it's like it honestly doesn't. It feels okay to draw. Uh, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel that good because you can't get energy in the discard consistently as well. So Right, there's it's no train. Of... Right, the, 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 the Pokemon draw is Pokekid, which is useful, obviously. It uses your supporter for the turn, but you know certainly to help get your, your, Corv- your Corviknight up, having the ability to target that is important. Certainly, like, uh, Incense would be a better card, but, you know, this is has use. And then you have Great Ball, which is two of those, which is just a random search, which isn't great. Certainly, like, Quick Ball would be better so you could discard some energy. You have no way to control the energy discard other than research with this deck. So um, you got two Switch. Obviously, more would be good. You got your, your a full four line of Pop, which just, you know, not the greatest thing. Um, it's got two research. That's one of the nice things with the newer decks. They play Professor's Research, so getting two of those is nice. And then yeah, I'd probably rather I'd probably rather have Cynthia though than than research. Yeah, especially especially with this deck, because like if you have to research away a Corviknight and there's no recovery for Pokemon, it's you know it's not a good feeling. 
Yeah, so I'd say that the newer decks aren't better then because the older decks like all play Cynthia and the new decks all play research. So I think well, I think the, the older ones are probably better. But the Charizard deck, I think that has um, that has Rod, ordinary Rod, correct? So you can get recover, hopefully. Yeah, that one has Rod, but you also have like the Battle Sense Charizard. So then you need you like yeah. discard cards, and then you need to ride that stuff back. It's kind of it's kind of awkward. Yeah, um, I think yeah. I mean, I think in the Rillaboom, I think I like research in that deck. But otherwise, I don't. You're right. It, Cynthia is probably better for theme deck. And I, I think what it's, as I'm thinking back, as new players, one of the things I had to get over, and I think most people do, is the the value of discarding cards. Right? The, the, when you play a research early on, it feels bad to discard. And part of what yeah. that re- gets reinforced is because in the theme decks that have it, it's not overly effective. The the research in it, you'd rather have Cynthia in these decks. So yeah, I mean, I think like research is still good in the deck like yeah i think it, it's still like the best support i wouldn't play research every turn but like it's still like better than all the we have pokey kid which is also pretty i think pokey kid and sonia provide solid value as well yeah most notably pokey kid um but then like research is also very good um and i think that it enforces okay values like some people just don't like ever research away like moderately okay hands when you definitely should because it like gives you the potential to draw to better stuff um yes but like a pokey kid gives like and i guess this is another thing to talk about with theme decks is obviously like teaching the player and pokey mm-hmm. kid teaches like the search is good which it is even though it's in a supporter and it's usually should be on an item searches teaching search is good is still good right I mean, obviously, right? Like in terms of standard play, Pokey Kid, you you really um, would never play that because there's items that do almost the same thing, which are much better. Um, research obviously is in standard decks, and Sonya was in some standard decks. Those were like the main ones there. And Metal Saucer, and Foster, yeah, and, and yeah, right, Saucer, and Switch, and right, yes, yeah, Switch. <laughs> yeah, I kind of Great Ball as well. Great Ball sees some play, and Potion sees play. <laughs> Potion limited. I I like Great Ball more than you do. Um, there's decks where it it works. You don't like those type of decks. It it works in 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 decks that are built towards randomness and see what you got and deal with it, which you don't like much. But yeah. Um, and and switches like everybody has a million switches, so I don't really count switches. You know what I'm saying? You can switches are yeah. You find them everywhere. But yeah. Well, I'm saying like in terms of teaching the player, switch mm-hmm. provides like helps. Especially in this deck, I think Switch actually provides a lot of value in this deck. Yeah. Um, unlike most theme decks where you playing like Switch isn't very necessary. Right. But like this deck has a lot of Pokemon with high retreat cost, and uh, conserving your energy is very important, so you can build mm-hmm. up to the big Corviknight. Um, and I think what this deck is actually, it's not super hard to play, but it's not the easiest either because you can definitely commit energy to the wrong Pokemon, and that can like seriously that can just cost you the game if you make a small mistake where you just attach the energy turn one then that can like hurt you yeah i think right in terms of learning the game and and playing a smart game i think i think this is a certainly a good deck for that there it's not a low skill level deck you know there's harder ones probably too but you know um trying to not put yourself in the spot where zamazenta and if you if you flip tails you lose the game you need to plan you know have a, a plan that get avoids that situation when say accelerating with Duraladon's useful, when to accelerate to Duraladon versus the benched and such, and when to, you know, when to push with it. You know, you have enough options 
in the deck. Yeah, you, you know, really, you can attack right with every card. I think in this deck, which is not which is uncommon for theme decks. So that that makes it a little... like being being good to attack with, not like able to attack, right? Right. That, that 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 there's a place where you want to use the attack, and there are damage attacks. Unlike say, Soaring Storm with Grimer, which you attack with, but obviously you never you never really want to be attacking for damage with it. Yeah. You also talked about the pre-evolutions and just like the final evolutions. Um, with what? You said you want to attack with all the Pokemon. Like I don't. Ever oh, no, I mean the final evolutions. With, like, Correct. You don't want to attack with the pre-evolutions of really any of them. That yeah, that's they're okay. They're not like complete garbage though. So it, it, they're okay. <laughs> they're okay, but 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 the but the evolution, the final evolutions are are much better in all cases. Yeah. Right. But I, and I don't think that that's terror. I don't think that's a, a big negative for the deck because that's relatively common for Pokemon in general. Um, yeah, yeah. The one game I almost had to attack with like a Curlia, but you know that's not <laughs> that common. Yeah. So I'm not. You know, as I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think quickly. Are there other theme? There's probably not many theme decks where you're happy attacking with every Pokemon in the deck, right? Obviously, the um, situation there's times some are better than others, but. Usually, uh, I'm trying to think. Like most, you well, like a lot are like have set up attackers, but you still want to attack with them. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking something like, um, for example, Stormcaller. Right? You're probably fine attacking with everything in that. You got you got the set of colorless ones. You got um, Raikou, which obviously only want to attack with later, but mm-hmm. um, and like uh, the other lines are all very good. Yeah, I mean, this one, there's a potential for attacking for damage with all of them. Which, yeah. Which, I guess that might be, it's certainly unusual, I would say. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's one of those decks, and this is, I guess, why you like it. And it's it's an interesting deck, because you can you just go with what you got. Because mm-hmm. nothing here is amazing except for Corviknight. I think Corviknight's very good, but yeah. the rest are all, like, just, like, pretty good. And they don't feel horrible to use, and that's what makes this interesting. That's what makes it reasonably effective. Mm-hmm. You're, it's rare that you'll have a game where you just can't do anything because you should always have something, especially with Pokekin. Like Sonia, actually has a lot of good value in this deck because you can get Zamzenta or Duraludon, which both provide good value. Yeah, and then obviously you can help set up as well. Yeah, um, what the deck lacks, based on your comments, is it doesn't have any setup Pokemon. Right, they're all kind of attackers. Duraludon with the acceleration helps you set up another turn. But it doesn't have anything to draw, get get you know get the things in your hands. So there, that you know, the deck's a little bit. You're at the mercies of fate with what you draw, what you're top decking to a certain extent with the deck. Yeah, it has a how many supporters? It has like it has twelve supporters though, so it's not that bad. Yeah. You should generally have at least one support to get something going. I, I think that's why this deck's like pretty all right. And Great Ball also provides solid value because you, you're okay with getting a wide variety of targets. Yeah, I mean, it's a reasonable, effective deck. And I, I, honestly, if if Fire wasn't so strong, it would be, I think, a pretty good deck. That That's kind of my, my thoughts. I think the deck is pretty good. The problem is Fire, it, it's now a, the meta is stopped developing a long time ago. So the, really, Fire is some of the strongest decks. So you're, and as you said, Lightning uh, really causes trouble for Corviknight because... Um, you're, it resists you and hits you for weakness too. So the typing is, is is not good, and that holds the deck back a lot. I think. Yeah, it's only like good matchups are, like it hits it, it resists grass, which is very good. If you play this against Real Boom, you're like, yep, you're, you're probably shape. gonna win. Mm-hmm. Um, but then other stuff like it doesn't really hit anything for weakness that I can think of. Um, yeah, I was just trying to think that I don't 
there's not re I, yeah i'm not sure there's really anything meaningful there's um the the uh the water deck that came out the later water deck right uh yeah glandar manitan i guess it hits for weakness um but it's just so like that doesn't seem that much play i mean no, it's there's better water it, it, you see it sometimes yeah. but but there's better choices for water yeah but i think that's um, I think that's it for this deck, right? There's not like too yeah. much to say. It actually played. You said ATNGs a lot for like a deck. It is, but for theme, just it's not that much. Probably on the low end. Is it on the low end? Okay. Yeah, it's usually around twenty. I guess I mean, it may be average, but it's like it's you, not not that high. Okay. Yeah, it's certainly. This is. I don't think I've ever run out of energy with this deck. So it's more energy probably than the deck needs. Yeah, that's that's true. That's pretty much true with every theme deck, except for maybe like Rillaboom and Soaring Storm with the, all the discarding. Maybe uh, and also Relentless Flame as well. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, so like you said, I think so. It's a reasonably effective deck. The best choice for if you have any metal challenges, it's it's my go-to deck. It does all the things. It evolves. It hits for damage. It takes knockouts. So it's a good choice there. Yeah, I think one other thing is that comparing this to Zacian, like you never see Zacian almost ever. Yeah. Zacian's not that much worse than Samazenta, just like a tiny bit worse than the deck. But um, I'll, I'll pull it up here quickly, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, if you're watching on audio or just listening, obviously you don't see it. But like this actually seems more like a normal deck. There are some bad bad lines. Glamour deck is horrible. There's a set of Pokemon. There's like different types. It's just way different. It's not significantly mm -hmm. worse for metal challenges as well. Um, and it's it's a weaker deck overall. Oh, it plays Pokemon Catcher. Like I I, I like don't play this deck. Right, Pokemon so. Catcher, which is a nice card to have, obviously. Yeah. Um. And then you have the uh, Unfazan, or however you say that, which is very similar to Corviknight, but it's like one, it's not metal, and two, it just it's a bit. I don't know. I I'd argue it might be about as good as Corviknight, but it's just like. Interesting to see the contrast where like no one plays this deck. Everyone plays Zamazenta. Right. I mean, Unfezen, I'm looking at it, it does a it does more damage at 150, um, but you discard an energy. You have to discard energy, and you don't get the tankiness. So therefore, it's well, like the first attack's good though. It is. Yeah, 50, you, you do yeah. 50. You take 50 less. It's very like st uh, stable. And then P Dove as well. Like you have P Dove for setup to get the rest of your line. It searches out like your whole line, and you have like. Uh, Halucha, which also like sets it off and stuff like that. Um, this is a much more like unique deck, um, but no one plays it because it's it's just worse. Yeah, it's just a little worse across the board, I think. So, um, yeah, and, and so Zashian probably not quite as good. It does thirty. It accelerates an energy to itself, which is good as long as you're not knocked out, of course. Um, and then you flip flip on the the big attack, and you don't you can attack the next turn, but you have to discard two energy if it's tail. So you're back to your first attack the next turn, assuming you survive. So yeah, so Zashin's a bit worse. The deck doesn't like Zashin doesn't have that tankiness of Zamadanta, so I think that's what holds it back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah, Zashin's probably just a little worse, but you have Zamazenta there, so why 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 go? Why not just play Zot? But why not just play Zamazenta? Yeah, but I think it, I think it's time to move into our, our final segment here, yep. um, where we're looking at, I guess, two sets or, or two mechanics. Right. Uh, the that that are both in standard right now. It came out like around a year apart. Uh, the Lost Zone mechanic from uh, Lost Origin and the Fusion Strike mechanic from Fusion Strike. And uh, well, tell tell us how how they're like similar. 
Right. I mean, they're each a mechanic with a set of cards. Um, they each really came out, I think, within one expansion in, in basically their entireties. So um, that, that makes them kind of similar. Um, obviously, Fusion Strike is a battle style, so it relates to Rapid and uh, Single Strike, although it was much delayed from that, so I, I don't really think of them as related, I got to say. Um, you know, just it works so differently. Um, so that's yeah, Fusion, yeah, Fusion Strike good. was uh, like the one set, pretty much. Um, then Battle Styles were the whole year, um, except yeah. they kind of like the the rapid strike and single strike like toned down as it like went on so mm-hmm. um yeah but the, there are two packages oh there's like a package freeze there's the fusion strike package which is uv max and Genesect yeah. mm-hmm. and some other stuff and then there's um there's also the lost zone package which is comfy close experiment um cramorant sableye and uh Ratchgate. and the two of them are like well, well, you you don't think they're they're equal, right? I think I, I've I've been critical of of Fusion Strike when we've talked about it. Um, obviously, Mew's very good, so I'm not gonna I'm not trying to say it's a bad deck. Um, I think the fact it's it's such a strong package. Um, I think I wish they hadn't released it at once. I wish they had kind of released part of it so people could mess around with it and then get it better over time. I think it would have made the game more interesting rather than Mew being so dominant from the start. And, and with Fusion Strike, it's really, there's pretty much just one way to play it. You, you, you have Mew, you have Genesect, and you pick a few of the Fusion Strike pieces that you put in. And there's a number of other Fusion Strike cards, but they just get ignored because they don't make the deck better. It's, it's really a one, you know, it's, it's a one-trick pony. It's just one deck you, with Fusion Strike in contrast to Lost Zone, which, which you know, it opens up to a lot of possibilities. Yeah, I think, um, and one thing to keep in mind about both of them is they're both very good. So mm-hmm. uh, as soon as they came out, they were like best deck in format, which is actually true about like every set, which is kind of silly because um, I, I got a comment on one of my videos. They were like, I don't like when Pokemon makes cards that are like good for the next set and then they're immediately bad after. And and I understand that and I, I completely agree with that. Uh, except I said, uh, and I replied to this person, I said, yeah, that's true. Um but a big part of that is the community because they just like ditch a card after it's been out for like a set and then they never play it again. And then they're like, yo, this is right. so bad when it's still like just as good as it was. Something like Arceus right now, which honestly it's still seeing play, but Arceus, Palkia, they're still very good. Some of the best decks in the game. People are just choosing not to play them because they want to chase the new deck, which is like Lugia or whatever. So yeah, that, that's something to keep in mind here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely true. People are excited about the new thing. And they just ignore whatever was there before. So, I mean, obviously... Now, Mew is certainly still seeing play, and it's still very good. Um, and Lost Zone, I imagine, is going to see play for a while, too. Um, but, yes, people like the new thing, so they quickly move away from it. Now, like, I think with Fusion Strike in particular, they, they, it all came out in one, one set. It, I think there might be one or two cards that came later, I'm not sure. But basically... It, it, it's not really developing, whereas uh, Lost Zone, while yes, there's not more Lost Zone cards, I don't think, per se, it's it's so flexible, right? So it, it fits in with other new cards as they develop, as they come out better. So it, it's got more life and more development in Lost Zone, naturally, I think. Uh, yeah, I think there are a few things to say about that. Um, yep. One, Mew has developed a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. notably moving... Well, first it started off playing Psychic Energy, and now it plays... Um, 
uh, fusion strike like Meloetta, and then it like mm-hmm. at first they didn't play the Meloetta, but they right. just played Psychic and um, they still played fusion energy, but then they leaned more into fusion energy with Meloetta, and then they went into double turbo energy, and that was uh, interesting. It, it did come out later, but people mm-hmm. weren't trying that even when it was out. Um, so it has had some development, not a ton. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. No, you're right. People played it one way, then they realized, oh, wait, Meloetta's good. Then they decided to go away from Meloetta. Kind of Meloetta's probably back for a large part of it. And, and obviously, like, uh, the Forest Seal Stone makes the deck better, too. So it, it, it can add pieces in, but it's still within all around the Mew, Genesect. That, that's the framework, and everything else just kind of fits around it. Yeah, unlike the the Lost Zone, which is obviously you need Comfy, you need Colossus Experiment, but then you yeah. can go a few different ways. You, are, you probably always play Cramorant just because it's a good card, mm-hmm. but it's not like your deck's a Cramorant deck. You probably play State Block, but you don't have to. Uh, and then you can either choose to play, um, you can play, you can play Mirage Gate, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's very good. I've been a bit overpowered, but it opens yes. up a bunch of opportunities. Uh, unlike the Mew engine, which is uh, the engine of the Mew VMAX deck is Genesect. And Genesect does not give any options. Pretty much it just says, so it's draw, I don't remember the exact phrasing of the ability, but for each fusion strike and Pokemon you have in play, you draw until you have that many until, cards in play. So if you have right. like five fusion strike Pokemon in play, you draw till five. You can do that for each Genesect. That means you want six fusion strike Pokemon in play, so you can draw till six four times a turn. So you draw half your deck on the first turn of the game, which is yeah. just absurd. Um, but then you really don't want to play any non-fusion strike Pokemon. I think the mm-hmm. only one that's really seen played is Pumpkaboo, right? In that deck? Pumpkaboo. Yeah, Pumpkaboo. Um, sometimes it, I, I, they'll, they'll throw in a counter card occasionally. Too. Oh, yeah, like Drapion I've seen. Yeah. But you, you, those are cards you only want to play situationally because, like you said, you want to fill up your bench with fusion strike cards. So you're re- it really is forcing you, not quite to the degree that, that Eternatus forces you to play dark Pokemon because you can't play anything else at all, but it, it's pretty similar with with Mew. You want all fusion strike cards, basically. Yeah, and also I think... Uh, so they both... Would you agree with me when I say both of them are a bit overpowered? Yeah, I mean, when Mew came out, you know, it, it, it was very dominant. It, it didn't win everything, which is, which is part of what's good, too. People can can beat it. Now, obviously, with Mew, because you're attacking primarily with one card, Mew VMAX, it's got one weakness. You can you can counter it much easier. Fusions, the Lost Zone, you have more options. It's a little harder to counter in that regard. Um, but, yes, they, they're it, it's very good, for sure. Yeah, I think one thing about Mew, we've seen... It's one of, if not the number one card that's seen the most counters printed. Mm-hmm. Uh, notably, the biggest counter is, of course, Drapion V, which just one-shots Mew. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then also Mygena, which also just kind of one-shots Mew. Uh, although it does one-shot, I think, Dragapult as well for free, which is pretty absurd that it just one-shots it for free, which is really good. Um, one Drapion, usually teched into a deck, beats Mew. Some people say that that's not enough, but it, it probably is. As long as your deck's somewhat decent and you can, like... KO like a VMAX over three turns or something, uh, then taking in one Drapion is good enough. Um, and then, like, Lost Box hasn't seen any direct counters, especially no. Well, okay, it's only been out for like a set, but yeah, um, I, I don't know. We haven't seen any s- severe counters, and I don't think we are going to it because it's starting the next block, so I, I don't expect us to see. 
Right. Well, it had the one counter early on, right, with the Empoleon V, right? Well, yeah, that it, didn't come it, out after, though. It came, came out, out with Was it before? No, yeah, it came out in, in Battlespells. Okay, I don't... I mean, so I... Much, much it was, like, a over well over a year earlier, but Empoleon V started to see play only when... Um, right, when, when the Lost. Lost Zone came out. So that was the one counter, and even that didn't stick around that long because it, it wasn't overly effective or there are probably better ways to beat the deck. So, um, but yeah, Lost Zone hasn't been around as much, so the counters aren't quite as developed. Um, now also, obviously, we have Lugia Archaeops, so that's its own beast that's very dominant too. So, um, you know, you have the Lugia decks, you have Lost Zone decks, and you have Mew decks. You know, that that's a lot of the top decks there, and they, and they can each, they all can win on their own, right? They don't have to be scared of the other decks necessarily they can win games for the most part on the strength of the deck itself yeah yeah that's that's one thing that makes them different a lot of i mean i guess a lot most sets have a card that like is good on its own right but mm -hmm. i think like like lost zone just so good but i think lost zone because we're talking about like the design and i've been talking about design on my yep. channel as well um like and i've actually talked about uv max i believe and I also talked about uh, Colossus Experiment, mm -hmm. a big part of the Lost Zone engine. Um, and I think why the Lost Zone stuff is so good, it's so interesting because a lot of the decision-making process is really interesting. Um, in Because you like play Colossus Experiment or Comfy, and you look at the two or five cards, you mm -hmm. need to get rid of some permanently. And the Lost Zone is an interesting mechanic. Fusion Strike isn't really an interesting mechanic. It's just some words slapped on a piece of paper. Um, I mean, I guess that's the whole game. <laughs> I guess but, Lost Zone's uh -huh. the same thing in that sense, too, right? But but it's like, it actually has an effect. The fact that it's a Pokemon's Fusion Strike doesn't really mean much, but like Lost Zone's is a unique mechanic that uh, acts differently than the discard pile of a draw or in play. It's it's very different. So I think that's really interesting. Um, but I think, and then and then you need to decide like what you want to get rid of and keep. There are a lot of interesting decisions. Mm -hmm. Um and a big part of why you don't like Mew is you don't like the decisions because you don't like uh, some of the other cards that came out in the same set, Valve VIP Pass and Chromatic, right? <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, I mean, they really designed that set around Mew, not just the Fusion Strike ones, but Chromatic, Battle VIP Pass really work well with Mew, you know? And they work in other things too, some, but they really, you know, have, there's not a lot of decks that play Karamomatic, probably, right? But because of Genesect, you're just, the idea of you can just pitch a card is is, is now a good thing, which you normally don't want to just get rid of cards for the sake of and getting rid of cards. And it's an item card as well, which is not, not something that you almost ever want to get rid of. Right, there's, right, it, yeah. If you could get rid of a poke, there's always some Pokemon you don't want, or, you, you know, you can only play one supporter for turn, so if you get rid of those cards, that would actually probably be a better option. But you don't have that. And then Battle of e VIP Pass, so you can set up and just explode on turn one. Uh, the other reason I don't like Mew, well, two, you know, one, it was very dominant first, and therefore it was very expensive. It's still, I, I don't know the prices now, but it was very expensive partly because it was the new thing and it was good, but also you need a lot of V and VMAX Pokemon, more so than just about any other deck. You need, like, 4-3 for Mew, and then you need 4 Genesects, right? So it's it's very expensive in that, that regard. A lot of high-powered, high-cost Pokemon, for sure. Yeah, and then, like, Lost Zone's completely different in that because almost every set, as I said, has a main, like, deck, and it's usually really expensive because it's, like, it just mm -hmm. is a V or a V-Max or a V-Star. Um, and then something like uh, 
the Lost Zone, it's all like single prizes, except for like Giratina or Gudra if you want to play those. Right. But it's almost all single prizes. Um, and so that's much more affordable. And also very different because Mew doesn't play like every other deck, but a lot of the ideas are similar where you just want to do draw through your deck, do big damage yeah. through a like a low process, unlike something like uh, like Lost Zone where you want to you do want to do big damage, you do want to draw cards, but you also yeah. want to set up like the, these different conditions of getting cards in a Lost Zone and um, just doing different things. It's much more interesting. Yeah, I mean, with Mew, while one can go too far with it, you kind of just turbo through the deck as quickly as you can is kind of the, the game plan with the deck. And playing against the deck, it's often not fun because you sit there in the Mew player, you know, if they get three or four Genesis a turn and they're discarding and it's searching the deck, you know, it's just, they're very long turns, right? You can get like online, it's, which is quicker than IRL. It can be like two, three minute turns. You're just sitting there, just waiting, doing nothing. So I, that's not enjoyable either. You know, de- a deck that's designed towards these really long turns. So. Yeah, I mean, Lost Zone does have long it, turns as well. And, and they're also going to like think. A Mew player is not really going to think. Mew, play- <laughs> Mew players don't think. <laughs> but uh, Lost, Zone, Lost Zone, definitely you have a lot of thought in that because you're like deciding you're making a ton of decisions that are different than any other game because as I said like close experiment comfy you look at a set of cards you need to make a decision based on that set of cards which is different than probably anything else you really decided before yeah and fusion strike and mu it's a little it's more high roll than i like also you know a lot of it is turn one how many battle vap passes do they get do they flip heads on the karamomatic um, if they, those things hit, that they, they set up and they can be unbeatable. They get a bad turn one, they're in a lot of trouble. Um, if if your if the opponent gets down past the peak, do they have the card to bump it, or do, again, do they flip heads on the Karamomatic so they can get the stadium to bump it? If not, they're just sitting there doing nothing. So it's a deck when it works, it's great, but then it can also just be flat and do nothing. And I like a deck to me that's kind of in the game more consistently. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think, um, I think part of why Mew appears inconsistent is because it, I mean, it goes, it has the power to push on turn one and do mm-hmm. big damage. Pretty much no other deck in the game does that. Yeah. Um, and also it doesn't rely on, uh, well, it relies on Genesec V, which is uh, very vulnerable to Path of the Peak. Mm-hmm. I think one thing to note about both these decks is they've caused a rise, um, not as much Lost Zone because it. Uh, because the counters in Polyon V, but it causes these like unpleasant counters to arise. Uh, we've seen Path of the Peak as a counter to Mew, and mm-hmm. Polyon V as a counter to Genesect, and or as, as a p- counter to, to yeah to Lost Zone, and both those aren't enjoyable to play against. Uh, and then they both are countered by Weezing, which is also not fun to play against. So it's it's a bit annoying when one deck that has like a weakness that's very common with other. Mm-hmm. That's like just annoying for other decks. It 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 just creates a bit of an annoying metagame sometimes. Yeah, well, and Weezing, you know, Inteleon is still a very powerful engine too. So obviously, Ability Lock is very strong. I've, you know, Weezing though doesn't set up well, develop itself very well. Otherwise, it would be a, a really, I think, a much more dominant deck than it is. Yeah, I mean, it's still certainly borderline top ten right now. I've got to say. 
yes, it's it, probably a tennis. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's 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 a viable choice for sure. I mean, I think Mew is a much more linear deck in it lost zone you have a lot more ways you can build the deck and, and even once you get into the game you've got to adapt to what your opponent's doing and throwing at you so I, I think it's more interesting right you have those difficult choices what are you going to lose zone what are you going to lose permanently because you you know all six cards are six cards in your deck for, for a reason so you got to make you got to know what you need to do for that turn and what you need to do multiple turns ahead i think to pilot lost zone so it's a it's a higher skill level deck i think and like I said, deck build it, it's deck building wise, I think it's a lot more interesting. You just have a lot of choices with it. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's a nice uh, mechanic that they added there. Yeah, I think it's fun. And, and it's also a mechanic that's existed. Um, it's a weird yeah. mechanic. We've seen a few sets that have had it. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly just the same idea where one set has Lost Zone. We saw, I think it was, it was Lost Thunder before. Um, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Call of Legends was the, the first one, maybe. I don't know if that okay, was the first I'm not one. Sure, but... Yeah, there are, there are a few sets that have Lost Zone, and they're really interesting sets, too, I think. Um, I'm not super familiar, but I think Lost, Th- uh, Lost Thunder was a really cool set. And it had, like, I think one thing to know is Fusion Strike, the set had almost nothing else. Right? It was it was a pretty garbage set. It was just mm-hmm. all the junk that was um, that was ignored through the other, like, three sets of that year so there are these like it was really big and they had so many like useless cards and then yeah. what were the good decks i think there was intellion vmax and gengar vmax and like okay. that was it yeah Which are, they're both okay but they're not that they good. were okay but not great but yeah the 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 fusion strike set was the um, was the international set that that took all the bad cards that did from the Japanese earlier releases they hadn't released yet, and they kind of dumped that all in, which also drove up the price of Mew because I think it was a very big set in terms of number of cards, but there were only a few cards that people really wanted. Yeah, and then like Lost Lost Origin had so many. I mean, the Lost Zone itself opened up a bunch of decks, mm-hmm. including like the basic Sableye, um, Cramorant, and then also stuff like the uh, V Stars, like Yorkina V Star, soon. Uh, no, sorry, Hisuian Kuja V-Star, as well as it had, like, uh, Hisuian Zorak V-Star, which is a lot of decks from a new set that are all very, very solid, and I think it just was more interesting. And they, they like, Fusion Strike didn't have much. There was, I think, Let's All Rollout was in that set. <laughs> pretty, like, not good. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, there were a few, there were some other options in, uh, in, in that set with, 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 uh, the lost zone things, and and I had had one of my favorites, Rotom V, which I still is is thinks fun to play, although you know it's not the best deck in, in the world, obviously. Uh, yeah, I just got I just got logged out. I think. Did you? Okay. <laughs> so, do you think it's it's about time we wrap up, or do you have anything else to say? No, I I think that they covered it pretty well. So I think for both of us, right, we 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 not big fans of the fusion strike mechanic in that in that set and then lost zone we're our fans now i, I want to question before we're done we're, we're rotations not that long off we're losing some pieces for both i, I i'm particularly concerned with lost zone and like say the loss to loss of net what how do you think the two mechanics are going to be post rotation um so fusion strikes not losing them what's it losing it's losing like football right it's not losing right that one's not losing much it, it can basically 
almost stay the way it is, I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think Mew's losing too much, unfortunately. Um, but we are seeing, uh, as you said, Lost Zone is losing Scoop Up Net. Uh, that's like the big thing. Yeah. It's also losing a few like attackers, but nothing insanely good. I guess like Amazing Rare Quas is good, but um, it, it's it's losing Scoop Up Net. It's like not ideal because you can't go like Turbo Comfy turn one. You can't do like mm-hmm. a bunch of Comfies, and you won't necessarily always be able to cram in turn one, but you still have. And I think we're also losing Switch, but you still got Rogue, you still got Switch current, so it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, some people, I think, are a bit scared of it, like it being hurt a lot from rotation. But it's it's going to be fine. It's not losing anything that important, so it, it, I don't think you should worry about it too much. It'll obviously everything loses something, but I don't think it's getting. I think it's getting hit less than most decks. Uh, yeah, it could be true. I, it sounds like from what you said, it may learn, lose a turn though, at getting going. Which, which depend, which depending with the new things that come out, might put it makes it in a tougher spot. Uh, I'd actually argue. Well, so you don't, you're not really familiar with the new stuff, right? Like, no, I no, I don't worry about that. No. But so they're EXs, which are like evolutions. Yeah. So they're probably slower. So if you lose a turn, it's not a big deal. Um, I think, I don't think it's actually going to result in the loss of a turn. I think it's going to result in. Well, I think you'll be attacking with say Cramrate more turns in the early game, okay. which isn't that bad. I think you can still get off the turn one. Cramorant though, because you can play a bunch of comfies, your board might be a bit crowded, which isn't ideal. Mm-hmm. But like you're only you're gonna play two comfies <clears throat> as opposed to just having one and looping it with net, which isn't even that good. You're burning a lot of resources. Right. So I think it's I think it's fine. Um like yeah, I don't I don't think you're losing like a whole turn, maybe like half a turn, which is a bit of a weird thing to say, but I think you're losing not too much tempo. Okay. I mean, I like Lost Zone, so I'd like to see it continue to be in a good place. So, for sure. So, yeah. But I think it's I think it's time we end it. Yeah. Uh, so this has uh, been the reasonably effective podcast. I hope you've all enjoyed listening. Also, uh, if you're you're presumably watching this on YouTube because I don't think we're putting it on anything else just yet. No, we got to figure really, that out. Yeah, uh, and this is on both Ten Types and on Common Fossils channel, so you can check it out on either of those. And it'd be really appreciated if you liked, subscribed. And also, uh, if you commented down below one, like what you thought of this stuff, but also if you want it on another platform, if you know how to put it easily on another platform as well, it seems like a bit of a weird process. But yeah, we we uh, hope you've all enjoyed. Anything else you want to say before we send it off? No, I think it's been a, a good podcast. Hopefully people have enjoyed it and uh, have a good week playing Pokemon. Yep. See ya.